Hello everyone, and welcome to the Grace Nerd Podcast. My name's Eric, and I like to talk about theology and the Christian life. This podcast aims to break down Christian theology in an understandable way, and comment on various aspects of culture from a Christian worldview. You can experience this podcast in video form on YouTube by entering Grace Nerd into the search bar. I hope you'll subscribe so you get notified when new podcasts are released. Thanks for joining me. My first set of episodes here on the audio podcast side of things have been extracted from their YouTube videos after the fact. In video form, texts like Bible verses are displayed on screen, therefore, in the early episodes of the podcast, you won't necessarily hear me say things like quote, end quote, or cite scriptures from chapter and verse. You'll hear this change once the audio podcast has caught up with the YouTube channel, and I'll be taking both viewers and listeners into consideration. Just wanted to put that out there for clarification. While I'm playing catch up here on the podcast side of things, you'll likely see new podcasts every day. Once we're caught up, you'll see new podcasts every week alongside the YouTube channel releases. One other brief note, I'm on the fence about whether the background music is working well for YouTube videos, and I'm even less convinced it will work great for the audio versions. So apart from strong feedback to the contrary, you may see it go away once the two formats are in sync. Anyway, enough intro, let's get started. So, in the last video, we explored the biblical picture of God's rulership over all of his creation. There is no event that can fall outside of his sovereign plan. All events in time must eventually serve to glorify him. It is difficult to escape this picture, and it will be important to have it clear in our heads before moving into this next video. In spite of what scripture says about God's absolute sovereignty, we cannot avoid the innumerable scriptures that speak of God's absolute displeasure with evil, nor should we want to. But we must continue to maintain that this evil exists in a world where God called all things into existence with complete purpose for and knowledge of its future. In the last video, we talked about God's absolute goodness and sovereignty. In this chapter, we tackle humanity's absolute fallenness. While we cannot deny what so many scriptures clearly show, that God decrees all that will take place, we can also be sure that the evil that exists in this universe did not flow from God's nature. There are things that God ordained that he himself would do, but there are also things that God decreed he would permit. The scriptures are clear about what God thinks of sin. From the very start, God said that it would bring death, yet this did not stop our father Adam from giving in and taking the forbidden fruit. How on earth could a human heart, one that had no sin nature, produce a sinful choice? Some say free will is the ultimate explanation. Yes, Adam and Eve were certainly free to follow their desires, yet this does not answer the unanswerable question of where these sinful desires flowed from. We have an understanding of what it's like to have a sinful nature now, but simplistically asserting that a sinless heart could by nature produce sin leads to some difficult theological issues. Without jumping too far off topic, we should mention that this assertion could potentially rob Christians who still struggle with sin of their future hope. If God giving his creatures freedom means giving them a heart that can produce any desire both good and evil, then he cannot promise his children a future hope of sinlessness since freedom in heaven would require the continued potential for sin, according to such a definition. 
While Adam and Eve were responsible for their sin and were not prevented from committing it, saying so does not give us insight into just how our first parents exchanged their goodness for the lie of idolatry, nor should we allow this event to lead us to believe God permitted it without purpose. The exchange was real. God did not cause it, yet he could have prevented it if he chose to do so, just as he will bless us by preventing its continuation when we enter eternity. None of our desires will be evil when we live in his presence, yet this absolute slavery to righteousness will not make our relationship to God false. It will be the most freeing servitude of all. In short, God's sovereign planning of Adam and Eve's choices did not make their choices false, any more than God's sovereignly making us righteous in heaven will make that righteousness false. This philosophical conundrum is not raised in order to come to an answer, but in order to allow the fall to remain as profoundly mysterious as it was tragic. However it happened, Adam and Eve rebelled against God. They were not victims. They were perpetrators of the worst kind. So great was their sin that all of humanity from that point forward has been engulfed in the guilt of our first parents. In the words of Paul, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned, the sin that Adam brought into the world is now the reality each of us live in every day. Not only that, but while Adam somehow produced an evil desire from a heart that God declared good, Scripture does not describe the sinful nature as capable of reversing this tragedy. Sin cannot produce righteousness. On the contrary, Christ looked at the hearts of men and said, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Paul was no different in his teaching when he wrote about those who did not know Christ, in contrast to those who do. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Rather than simply saying that the sinful human being does not obey God, Paul says he or she cannot. Someone may object and say, how can God hold us accountable for disobeying if we cannot obey? Yet Paul is not speaking of a mere physical inability. This is the distinction that Jonathan Edwards called natural inability versus moral inability. If, for example, a man was required to lift a mountain over his head with a single finger and was then condemned if he could not, it would be an injustice. The man is naturally unable. However, if you were asked to kill one of your closest loved ones and refused because you could not find it within yourself, it would not be an inability of the same sort. It would be what has been called moral inability. This is the inability that keeps a sinner from bowing the knee to God. The heart enslaved to sin has no inclination to love the things of God. Where there is no inclination, there is no ability. It is a true inability, yet it is an inability that does not remove responsibility. Some of us may object by saying that any inability removes responsibility. However, this simply demonstrates our inconsistency with every instance when we have refused to do that which we find morally repulsive by saying, I can't. If we are to embrace scripture as that which is God-breathed, we must embrace the fact that Paul was speaking the truth when he used the word cannot. Jesus was speaking the truth when he called us slaves. Paul certainly did not avoid coupling this inability with our responsibility when he painted our sin in the darkest colors by quoting the Old Testament at length, saying, None is righteous, 
No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asps is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. In their paths are ruin and misery, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. It is against this hopelessly dark backdrop of human evil that the writers of Scripture allowed the light of the gospel to shine. No amount of human depravity could stop the eternal plan of God. God, from eternity past, has desired to display every aspect of his nature. It is through the darkness that he will show the light of his glory. It is this darkness that will make room for God's just wrath. This will make known the riches of his grace to those who are in Christ. At no point could any event cause God, the source of time and space itself, to take in knowledge of what he must do next. No human choice could ever cause him to be a reactor. God is the writer of the story we call history. God is not subject to the ink in his pen, no matter how black it may be. The blackness under God's feet is dependent on him for its very existence. It would cease to be if he did not still have a good purpose for it. God is the only hope for slaves of sin. We cannot free ourselves, and we are responsible for our inability. A stony heart cannot change itself because it must desire to do so. Since it is the organ that produces all evil desires, it will forever desire its own hardness. It must be transplanted by the great physician. We will examine the means of this sovereign salvation in the next video. So thank you so much for watching. I know that this particular video is probably going to be the heaviest in the whole series. But in the next videos, we're going to dive more into how God goes about saving hopeless sinners like us. So again, if you got anything out of this video, make sure that you leave a like. Go ahead and subscribe. And again, hit that notification bell and you'll know when the next video goes up. So see you next time. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can be notified of new episodes. And check out the Grace Nerd YouTube channel so you can experience the content in video form. And by the way, if you're a Christian who likes gaming, I have a gaming channel on YouTube as well called Crossplay Gaming. I stream multiple times a week and do a mixture of unboxings, game commentary, and other nerdy entertainment-related things as well. Simply search... YouTube.com slash CrossplayGamingTV. See you next time.